Okay, let's try this out with my new fancy keyboard that doesn't break when you kick it. Why are you kicking a keyboard? Because fuck coding, that's why. Don't... You really have issues with coding. Look, I have a lot of issues. But anyway. <laughs> going to conventions is easy however it's, it's anything, anything but. but so to start off 2020 we started off by going to a new type of convention well jacks did anyways okay i'm really good at getting sick when we go to new types of convention <laughs> yeah that that was a very special time so we originally planned on jumping into c2e2 and getting the ball running for this convention season however one of us decided to get Mondo sick at the last second, so I yeah. had to take the reins. Yeah, because what happened was, is I was at work on Friday, and, and we were only planning on going on Saturday, but Jax went on Friday, too, and then he just ended up going all three days, actually. And then I was going to show up on Saturday, but then when I was getting ready in the morning on Saturday, I just eaten breakfast, and then I take one step, and then I have a stomach cramp, and then I take another step, and then have another stomach cramp, and I was like, you know what? This would really be feel great at a convention it'd just be a terrible experience so it's like i'm just gonna stay home however even though i was out of the action over the weekend i was still keeping a track of everything online and communicating with jacks while he was at the convention along with my other friends who were attending the convention with that being said honestly i got a chance to hang out with a lot of my con family friends and it was a blasty blast however as always we have to review the con from a neutral standpoint. That's always the goal with our reviews that we provide. We want to be the most neutral and provide the most accurate review of a con that we can because before we actually record our reviews, Jax and I re-review the convention like three times before we settle on our scores. So with that being said, let's kick off 2020 right and actually get our first review going down of C2E2 2020. So the first thing I actually want to talk about is location this time around because it's important and this convention center that they use in downtown Chicago is called McCormick Center and it's different from the usual Hyatt Regency one that we use for ASEN and the other conventions in the area. Yeah essentially a crap ton of conventions use the Hyatt Regency and the Rosemont Convention Center because of its location. It's close to the airport, it's close to essentially the train line it's a perfect locale for essentially an anime convention of any form, comic convention, what have you. Yes, we are not sponsored by Hyatt Regency, nor are we sponsored by Rosebud, but I will hype them to fuck up as much as I can. Yeah, exactly. The issue with McCormick Center, just like the car show before it, is that it's kind of difficult to get to, and you have to go through a lot of really bad Chicago traffic to get there, and it's not exactly in the best area and the parking's also like an arm in a leg compared to Rosemont as well. Holy shit, if I could tell you a low point, that parking. 25 bucks a day, my lord. Yeah, so that's $75 if you go all three days. Yeah, but we're, we're not judging them on the parking. That That's 
a whole different beast in and of itself. If I had a chance to review the McCormick place in and of itself, anyway, that'd be a different ball game for sure. Yeah, yeah, that that that's just. Me. I mean, we will be reviewing McCormick place in some small bits and pieces yeah. here, but it's not a whole review of it, just how it affects the convention. Maybe. Yeah. So let it be known. As we repeat ourselves, and I'm going to repeat this every single time we do a review, our reviews are specifically for an educational purpose. That way you can actually see what we see and what people have told us and get a broad spectrum on how the convention itself has gone for the year and gives you an idea of what the convention can actually improve upon if you want to go for yourself and see it for yourself to actually give us a better judge or give yourself a better judge either way. But as always, we're looking for feedback on our reviews because, and just our general episodes. If you have feedback, let us know. Yeah. So, let's actually get this started started. We'll jump right on the front of the docket and hit up panels. When it comes to C2E2's panels, it is very intriguing. Mainly because there's so many mixed bags when it comes to the actual panels themselves. There's some good panels, there's some bad panels, there's some fugly panels. I personally have to say that there were... A good amount of good, like one of my personal favorite panels that I got a chance to see was the cosplay and mental health panel. That was very invigorating for me. And then there were some... Questionable that, panels. We'll, we'll say questionable instead of yeah, what I wanted to say. Uh, yeah, there's one called Pussy Paragraphs, and it's 18+, plus, but that's literally the title, and it's hosted from 4.15pm to 5.15pm. Usually panels like that are later in the evening. That, that's something that kind of got caught me off guard with this. Mainly the fact that this convention ends at like 7 at night. There are a couple so, panels that do go to 10.30 midnight, but that's mainly karaoke in D&D. And then, that, then that's it. There's nothing else. Yeah, so when it comes to an 18 and plus panel, if you got the ability to go till midnight, I'd suggest putting it closer towards midnight. You know, when, you know, kids can't, you know. Anyway. But this wasn't the worst one. That one was just the most intriguing of placements. There are yes. some other ones that I sat in on and I walked out on. I'm not going to lie to you. They were laughably bad is what yeah. he told me. They, they were upsetting and laughable. It was pretty We aren't bad. going to name and shame, but, but we, God, were just going want to give, to. We, we were just trying to give one example of uh, many. Yes. So, when it comes to panels, I will say this. It was a mixed bag. There were so many good. There were so many bad. There were so many in the middle that, honestly, all I could say was, for panels, out of one, it's a point five. Yeah, very middle of the road. Uh, most of the industry stuff was really good, but some of the stuff done by community members needed some work, and placement panels we thought could have been better, which is why it's very middle of the road for us. Yes. Next up is... Our favorite thing ever, lines. Oh, the lines. Now, when it comes to lines, you had a different experience each of the three days. To begin with, Friday was pretty so-so. Depending on when you got there, it was either very short or very long. It was kind of a coin flip. So for those that were actually interested about the time of how long it took to get between all the lines, Friday, I actually went through the line with a stopwatch. And let it be known, this is also the first convention I've ever gone to that has metal detectors. Yay. So it took me about 23 minutes to get through the entire line just to get through the first metal detector. And then I had to go and buy my badge. That's 
that's not bad. That's a standard 30-minute line wait. That's a normal convention wait line. That's cool. Whatever. Getting into other places, that's fine. That was okay. Saturday, on the other hand. That is when you entered hell. Yes. Doom Eternal dropped early. That is how fucked we were in that line. Like, my friends were messaging me while they were in line. They're like, I've been in line for three hours. I haven't even got my badge yet. And I'm like, oh boy, it's one of those types of days. Yeah, I... Oh, man. It, it was a joke. Holy shit, it was a joke. And then Sunday was your easy, breezy, cover girl type of day where you were in and out of the line just like that. Five minutes. Can't, can't make this shit up. Five minutes. I mean, it's con Sunday. It's going to be the shortest lines of any convention. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not yeah. hard to be short on Sunday. <laughs> now, if they had the same lines that they did Friday and Sunday, I, I wouldn't be here right now. Honestly, if they had the same lines that they did on Saturday, I'd still be at the fucking convention trying to get my badge. But for that and for the atrocities that I saw for every line on Saturday, I got to give it a point, too. I'm, I'm, like, it was yeah. bad, friends. It needs some serious organization. But that's a different topic for later. <laughs> yeah. Let's jump on to the game room. This is interesting because it's kind of, again, like anime magic where they split the arcade and the console gaming to an extent. Kinda. Actually, they weren't that far. It was kind of like an L shape. Oh, okay. So, it, personally, I love the guys that run the game room for C2E2. Yeah, I play games are a great group. They also did Anime Magic as well, and their console games are really good. And the arcade games, you know, you generally have to rent out from someone else or from a local arcade. But usually, you can get a good selection from the local arcades here because the arcade scene in Chicago is actually pretty good, I'd argue. Yeah. Honestly, I've been all over the dang U.S., and I can, I'll can i still say I'll come home and still come back to Galloping Ghost any chance. Yeah, Galloping Ghost is a great thing for your buck. I'm not going to lie to you. If you get a chance to go there, go. Yeah. Still not sponsored by Galloping Ghost, but I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. take what I get. But anyway, the game room, the way it was set up, it was smack dab in the middle of the dealer's hall, which, oh, that, that's a whole different can of worms, but... It was smack dab in the middle. It was like a little oasis of nerdum that allowed you to just play some initial D, some Tyco drums, some DDR, whatever. Then you had your uh, video gaming area where there were fighting game tournaments and Smash tournaments going on quite a bit. Uh, yeah, they had some sport game tournaments too as well, but it's mainly just sporting and fighting games. Yeah. Honestly, I play games stood up to the challenge once again, and they delivered. However, as always, it's not essentially a game room. It's a game oasis. Yeah, it's kind of like it has fighting games mainly and they have a couple sports games, but they don't have a wide variety. Like you can't play RPG and puzzle games like you can other conventions. Uh, a lot of different types of conventions like Yomacon and AX, they have computers where you can play computer games. Obviously varies. This one's more of a personal taste, but for the game room, we would give them a point five out of one. Middle of the road again, but you know what? Honestly, I'll take an average game room over an unaverage game room. Yeah. Under average, sorry. Let me be more specific with that. No, I would too. It's better to have a decently average game room rather than the one at Dashcom, which is just a console and a TV. <laughs> hey, hey. That console had Smash. That was the important part. I actually don't remember. but I, It was a PS3, so no. Oh, God. Smash. <laughs> no. We're in hell. All right. So the Dashcom was hell, but that's a different topic for later. Yeah. 
All right, so the Masquerade. Masquerade, I can't really talk too bad about it. It was actually fairly well run. Yeah, they had cash prizes. Usually most comic book convention masquerades are pretty top tier because they get good costumes, they have good performances, and they have a decent cast prize, and they have different tiers of entry, which is a lot of people are looking for when they enter a contest. Yeah. So honestly, it was above average, but it wasn't phenomenal. It wasn't well hyped. Honestly, it took me a minute to even find it. So, uh, I know I'm rushing through Masquerade this time around, but point three out of point five, honestly, I can't. It's ask pretty for average. It wasn't a super special Masquerade, and it wasn't below average Masquerade. So it's just kind of in the middle there for yeah. us. Okay, for the next part, we're gonna rush past it because it didn't exist. Yeah, it it really didn't. So um, when it comes to dances, we mentioned that this con basically shut down at seven. Most dances at most conventions. They happen between 10 p.m. and like 4 a.m. So with the convention shutting down at 7 p.m., that basically means they're next to no dances. However, there was a group who did a dance off-site. Yeah, honestly, it was presented by Sonic Boombox and Funimation. It was a free party, and it was free entry before 10, which was kind of cool. And it was $10 after 10 to get in, which isn't a bad cover fee. However, because this dance doesn't belong to the convention, we can't count it towards the convention score. Right. And let it be known, there were a lot of parties going on off-site of the convention. If I could, I would add all of them up and give them a perfect score, because they were some hype-ass parties. However, not the con, therefore can't hype it. So, with that, dances are a zero. Because they weren't existent. There weren't any concerts either, so that's also why we're not talking about concerts. Uh, because a lot of anime conventions will try and get a artist of some type. For example, like Teddy Lloyd is is one that gets used. Or sometimes they'll bring in bands or idol groups from overseas. Like AXS has the idol groups from Love Live, for example. There's nothing like that here. There are no concerts of any type. There's now, no musical performances. That being said, there were pop-up musical entertainment moments that happened. However... They weren't really advertised that well, so they were really good, don't get me wrong, but it was just pop-up, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense, but like if you don't well advertise it, like people won't attend it as much as they would for a convention, because like if you go to AX, for instance, you have to get your tickets like months in advance, and you have to be ready to buy your ticket like that, because the tickets go that fast, because the groups are so rare coming to the local U.S. over here. Yeah. So, for that being said, the dance slash rave slash whatever you want to call it, we have to still keep it a zero. Now, on to my usually favorite thing, Tabletop. Now, Tabletop is interesting because, good news, they have three rooms. What's the bad news? They're all D&D. Yeah, so that means you only have one option instead of a multitude of options, unlike Yomakon's Game Room where we were hyping it because they had a plethora of options available for you to choose from. You just have one here. And unfortunately, it's D&D. If you don't like D&D, or this version of D&D, as Jax will harp on about in a moment, uh, then there's not much for you. Okay, so let's talk about Adventure League for a moment. Jax's favorite, as you can tell. Gotta hate it. Alright, so Adventure League, I've tried it out. I, I legitimately tried it out. And it's very confusing if you don't do it normally. I understand there's a lot of people that prefer it over standard uh, kitchen table D&D, which is fine. 
but it's one of those things that it's a it's a acquired taste in my book so i really didn't get into it that much also considering the fact i do like three to four different campaigns in a week alone it's it it makes me miss just being able to jump into like a one-shot campaign and just go berserk ham sandwich on someone but whatever that being said the reason why i'm going to give tabletop the score that i gave it is literally it's not a tabletop room it's a DD room basically three DD rooms yeah and it's yeah i can't i can't for the life of me say that that's a tabletop room also, let's be fair, a good D&D game is going to last you between four to six hours. Depending on who you're with and the characters involved. Yeah, so one of those things that I have to deal with is I can't sit down for an entire four to six hour campaign at a convention. There should usually be so much more to do instead of just sitting around and rolling dice. I love sitting around and rolling dice a lot. But, I mean, that's what we do every Sunday with our D&D group. Yeah, Shout-outs well, to them. Oh, you're going to give shout-outs now. I see how it is. But As we give each other a hard time, give me one another shout-out. Look, I give my shout-outs to my Wednesday group. I love those people. But I digress. Tabletop, I have to give them a point three because it exists, but it's kind of like saying, hey, there's a vending machine in the middle of the Oasis, but they only have Diet Sprit. Not even Diet Sprite, Giant Sprint. Anyway, let's talk about customer service. So the customer service at C2E2 was actually really, really good. It was very good, actually. There were some moments that I had my down points, as you do at a convention. You get pretty much dragged through the ringer, and it's always going to make you a little tired. They were sweethearts, all of them. If I had a question or if I asked their opinion on something... They were really quick to answer. That If they didn't know it personally, they were really quick to make sure they got you that answer. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. I loved customer service at C2E2 this year. Yeah. They're always well-informed. They know an answer to the majority of your questions there at McCormick Place. And if they don't have the answer, they're willing to get on their walkie-talkie, get it for you, and come back to you for it. It's the same thing when it comes to the auto show out there. They know if they, they can give you general information. If they can't, they'll find someone who can so for that, perfect scores. A solid one out of one for customer service. Okay, let's 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 go from that high point to photo shoots. All right. Mm. So photo shoots for this convention are definitely an interesting beast to tackle because there are some pluses and then there are some negatives. Yeah. Okay. So sorry that this this one gives me a little bit of a migraine. There. There were some moments that I really think that they, they didn't think it through. So they did have photo sets. However, the lighting was not the best in the area, unfortunately. Yeah. It, okay. Best way to describe it. The photo shoot area was actually put in its own little niche area, which was in the cosplay area. Now, the cosplay area was its own little lonely island in the corner of the convention in and of itself which had a bunch of towering cardboard sets, which were really well made. And then you had backdrop sets, which had extra stuff that was put in the fronts and the sides so that you got different variety of different shot styles. However, since it was still in the dealer's hall, overhead shots and the lighting was just atrocious. Yeah, the lighting's not good in there during the car show either. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, so 
it kind of defeated the purpose of the photo shoot area itself. And then most of the big photo shoot meetups where you'd have like a big group meetup were done at the big C2E2 side in like the front of the convention. Yeah, or within that area. A lot of repetition with that, but that's standard when it comes to conventions. That's perfectly fine. The size of a lot of the photo shoots was holy shit. I, oh man. So, critical role is big. Yeah, I, okay. I know I'm going to sound like a complete another fucking moron, but I never gotten a critical role. I that's, didn't either. That makes that's, two of us. That's me. However, I learned real fucking quick how big critical fucking role is between Thursday till Sunday. Because I saw more Critical Role cosplayers than I thought I... Man. I, then again, this is the same exact issue I had with Hatalia years ago. I didn't expect Hatalia to get big, and then it became wildfire. Yep. So, that is how it is. Another thing I did actually want to talk about before we go, on, go off this is... They did actually have a changing room at C2E2 where you could change into your cosplay. They had a dedicated cosplay changing room. So you could actually change for a photo shoot in the cosplay changing room and then go there instead of having to go all the way back to your hotel, which is nice due to the type of building McCormick Place is. So another thing I wanted to talk about is due to McCormick's Place placement, you can't really take the best scene photos. Now what I say when I mean that is when you go to a convention, you usually explore the areas around the convention to take pictures along with the beautiful scenery in the surrounding area. Now, due to McCormick Place's placement in downtown Chicago, you really can't get the same effect as if you were at the Hyatt in Rosemont due to the area around there is more foresty, it has more scenery to work with compared to McCormick Place. And I agree with that. So, for location, for organization of the photo shoots, for essentially all the variety of photo shoots and all that fun stuff. It's not as bad as it sounds, but I have to give photo shoots a point four out of one. Yeah, we can see a lot of improvement in this area, we think, and we think things could be better organized, and I, we think there could be maybe a different variety of photo shoots in addition to what they currently had. And that being said, they do actually have something that's very niche when it comes to the changing room concept. That is something that's very rare for me to actually hear about. Yeah, it's it's that in Anime Iowa. Yeah. Because I, I did it once. I used it myself in Anime Iowa, so that's why, how I know it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, again, photo shoots are at a point four. Now, for organization. Okay. Organization was intriguing for me because this is this is something that I take pride in understanding. When trying to fill a room full of cats, it is damn near impossible to actually get away without actually having a crack in the wall. So, what I mean by this is, there is a lot of madness going on at this convention at once. And organizing it, and keeping it together, and keeping it maintained, and making sure that it doesn't go supernova at a moment's notice, is a bitch. So, when I rag on conventions for their organization, there's a reason. And in this situation, I'm going to rag a little bit. And there are some things that are out of the convention's control, which I will keep out as much as I can. 
However, there are some things that are well within the convention's control that I have to look down upon them for. The biggest one being security. Yeah. So security felt more of a show than actually effective. Just this is my own personal opinion of it. That every time I went through security, it just felt like I was just being thrown for a ride. Then when you got to actually going through the actual convention in and of itself, you very seldom saw security at all. Which either was really good or very concerning. Then you had the organization of the panels themselves. It was fairly okay. Again, I will never diss my customer service people, especially in this situation. However, it just felt like the organization of where certain panels actually lie really just felt questionable. Again, we roll back to about that 18-plus panel at 4 o'clock in the evening. That one very very much concerned me. Yeah. And were they checking IDs and badges frequently for stuff like that? Now, for certain ones. For certain ones they were checking, but it was a very lax checking system. And then there were some that really should have been checking, and they weren't. So that is just something I noticed and that very much concerned me, especially for when you have 18-plus panels that are going on during the middle of the day. Yeah, they're going on, like, the whole afternoon. So if they're going on in the middle from basically noon to 5 is what I mean when I say that, you should have people checking badges because they're obviously going to be kids or preteens who are going to try and get into those. And with C2E2's badges this year, they weren't really differentiated from each other. There was no way of telling names on them at all. It was a QR code, and that was pretty much it. So, at least check IDs. That's that's the one thing that got me the most. The other thing that I have to point out is, again, the line organization was atrocious. That was just upsetting. However, when it came to organizing for guests, when it came to organizing for essentially everything else, it was alright. So, for organization... Out of one, I have to give them a point four. Yeah, that's what we're kind of thinking is the organization needs a lot of work in certain areas here, but there's some there's some good ground to work in other areas that make it work. Yes. All right, so let's jump back to something that's a little bit more upbeat. Let's hit up the dealer's hall. You know what? Actually, let's screw it. We're actually going to do the dealer's hall and the artist alley at the same time because, quite frankly, they were an amorphous blob that... Oh man, it was like two giant bowls of jello just looking at each other with angry eyes. It was perfect. Basically, basically, if you want to go to C2E2, the main reason you're going to go is for the dealer's hall and the artist alley because it, when it comes to comic book conventions, it's like the best that there is. Holy shit, he is right. So, I, I got scared of both because I got lost so many different times in the dealer's hall. Not because of just organization or anything, but just because there was so much going on at once. The dealer's hall was its own town, almost. If you wanted to find comics, if you wanted to find certain nerd swag, especially this year, if you wanted some super awesome rare dice, this was the year to go. Holy balls. I, man, 
hyped up for Hypeland, too, because if you wanted some good clothes, yeah, you could find them there, too. There was a lot going on at the dealer's hall. So basically, if you had an interest, there was something for you there. Yeah. Now, if you were looking for something very niche, then you were going to be on a quest for a while. Me, I was looking for miniatures for D&D. Couldn't find a single one. Maybe there were some there, maybe there weren't. I couldn't tell you. But that was my quest. Couldn't find a single one, but I did find a crap ton of pins that I wanted. So that was kind of cool. So for the dealer's hall, can't complain. It's a one. They they perfected the dealer's hall. They have enough space. You can move around. There's good variety. The big yeah. three things we look for. Yeah. Yeah, I know we didn't talk about it too much about this one, uh, especially when it comes to accessibility. But, yeah, no. When it came to space, they, man, they made sure that anybody of any size, shape, or fashion can get through easily and quickly. That, my, my hat's off to them on that one. Going back to the artist alley. Just as phenomenal, honestly. Yeah. Good variety, a lot of space, and there's something for you generally if you're looking for something. They had a good selection of artists. There wasn't a lot of repeating. It was his own little community, and I loved it so much. Shout out to every single one of the artists that were just doing their due at this con. It was beautiful. So for the artist alley, once again... The artist alley gets a one out of one. Yeah. So artists and dealers, I'll keep doing your stuff because you're yeah. doing it right and it's great. Yeah. No, don't ever change. We're getting down to the final two. Attendees and our favorite thing, the niche factor. So when it comes to the attendees, this seemed like a very average to below average year for C2E2 overall in the history of this convention. I've only had a chance to go to this convention many moons ago once. And it was a lot smaller than what it is, now, obviously, and there was a lot of room to grow, and they had been making sure to fill that room. Now, I got a chance to talk to a lot of con-goers, and a lot of them pretty much said, yeah, this was an alright year. This was a pretty okay year. And I, I got that vibe from every single cosplayer and every single con-goer I got a chance to talk to. Yeah, no one said it was amazing. No one said it was terrible, but there were people were like, it was okay, or it's okay, and it had a couple small issues. So due to that, we're giving it a point two out of the point five that yes. we give it. So, coming down to the niche factor, we're going to actually try and help this con out a little bit. because Just a teeny bit. Just a wee bit. So, one of the big things that this con has as its highlights is the guest. This year, they had Critical Role, which was a boon in cosplay, period, bar none, they they toppled every other cosplay going to this con. Now, speaking of Critical Role, a lot of one thing that you can do at C2E2 is you can take pictures with the guests. Now, however, these pictures with the guests are very pricey. They're at least $100 to $150 at minimum. Yeah. So while it is a highlight, it's a highlight if your wallet can handle it. <laughs> Which is unfortunately a lot of C2E2 when you look at some of the more nitty-gritty type of things yeah. that this convention can offer yeah hell one of the guests that honestly is one of my personal inspirations adam savage was there sadly i didn't get a chance to meet him but i was just happy that he came to a convention and got a chance to nerd out with the rest of us that that was enough for me so that that was my hypes for the highlights highlight reels one of the other things that i have to honestly say especially for the niche factor this is one of the few comic book conventions that actually sticks to its roots. Like, 
from back in the day till now, they have been making sure that they keep comics as their center point. Which is, personally, I personally approve. Yeah, and they try to be accommodating to all the things that are changing in the community, especially with their rules. Yeah. So, I, I do see them trying to keep up with convention culture and change with the times, which is a very important thing for a convention to do over the years. Yes. So, there's just so much that this convention did, and there was so much that the convention could have done better. Honestly, for the niche factor, usually, when I say this, it's usually just a zero, but no, they get a point two out of point five out of this. Yeah. So when we total it all up, we get a grand total of 6.0. 6 even out yep. of 10. The big takeaway from this convention is if you really like the dealer's hall and you really like the artist alley and you like the guests or that they bring in, then go. It's the convention for you. However, if you want game room and you want cosplay photo shoots and you want tabletop, they need to work on those areas, and especially the dance and musical stuff. They, they don't have anything that... And they also need a lot of work on organization as well. So if you're really into dealers hall and arts alley, then this is definitely the con for you. Yeah. But otherwise, you might want to try something else if something else is more your style. That being said, I also have a takeaway from this. Honestly, C2E2 this year, what I got from a lot of people and what I got from just going myself, a lot of people go just all three days just to actually hang out with their friends and have a good time. That's fine and dandy. But if you're there actually for the convention itself and you're going solo, honestly, as much as it's going to be weird to say, you can get everything done in one day. I You, you yeah. honestly can. If you like plan your day correctly, you can get everything done you want to in one day. And then like even if you do want to hang out with your friends, you can hang out with your friends in the local Chicago area cheaper on like Friday and Sunday than just go on Saturday and do everything in one day and probably get more bang for your buck. Yeah. So, with that being said, honestly, a 6 out of 10, really good con. We just want to see some improvements yeah. because we think with as long as it's been going on, it should be a little bit better. Honestly, I personally think that they put all of their skill points in the dealer's hall and the artist alley. Yeah, they put them all in that they, tree. They min-maxed the fuck out of those two. So... I just, I have high hopes for C2E2, and I hope that they keep going up and up and up, and that's all I want them to do. Yeah. But that being said, we're coming to the end of our time. That we are. So you can find us on Twitter at Conventional Crew, without the E. You can reach us at our email, uh, conventionalthepodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support us in one way, shape, or form, you can hit us up on coffee. If you hit us up on coffee, guess what that means? You can do a shout-out on the show however you want. And if you want to help us out a little bit better, you can hit us up on our Patreon at, well, it's going to be linked at the bottom as usual. And then if you want us to do the episode that we mentioned last time yeah. about our friend here in the Midwest, the Voldemort of the Midwest, if you will, uh, and friend. you want to support us in that and help us get some new equipment, that will also be in the description down below. Yes. Another thing that I personally want to pull a shout out for, especially when we're doing advertising, is at Northern Illinois University, there is the NIU STEAM podcast. Now, this is a little bit rare for us to do on the show, but this is something I personally believe that needs to be done. NIU STEAM is a podcast that actually focuses on education and the sciences and as someone that actually loves both of those things i have to hype them up as much as humanly possible yeah the sciences are very important to us here we think 
doing your research in science and how things work is very important. So we recommend that you check them out. And especially for STEM students, this is something that you might like. So with that being said, if you like us, hit up them at NIU Steam. And the link will be in the description. So with all that being said and done, all the links at the bottom, all the fun things at the top. So with that being said, this is Jax. And this is Cloud. And we're signing off. Peace. Peace.